Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, today I'm here with Martin Jensen. Hi. So you were born in Denmark, right? I'm born and raised in Denmark, yeah. Where in Denmark exactly? Uh, in a small, small village called Sawing. Yeah. It's about 1,500 uh, living there. It's a really small city. That's crazy. Yeah, this is probably the same amount of the hotel I'm staying at now. <laughs> yeah. He's so funny. <laughs> So, what kind of what was it like known for? Are there any like special characteristics? Uh, the city? Yeah. None. Really? Yeah, none. There's nothing. Um, <laughs> like nothing. No, no, nothing. No. So, what did your parents grow up there also, or? Uh, my mom is from the other side of uh, Denmark, and my dad is actually uh, raised and born five kilometers from that city. Yeah. So they were pretty close there too. Um, I actually have a house there. Yeah. But I'm not living there anymore because I moved to Copenhagen. Mm -hmm. But I still have a house. It's for sale. So you can <laughs> buy it if you want. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. So what do your parents do? Uh, my mom is uh, self-employed. Mm -hmm. And uh, my dad is self-employed as well. What, uh, what field? Uh, my mom is uh, in the, the cleaning sector thing. Yeah. And my dad is selling uh, machinery to culture. Then you, did you work with him? Like I worked with yeah. him. I was the head of sale in the company for, oh, before wow. I turned in professional into the whole music yeah. business. Yeah. So where do you think you got your musical side from? Uh, I don't know because when I was 15, no, when I, when I was 12, 12, 11, my biggest dream was actually to be a light jockey, to control okay. the lights on the biggest festivals and oh. around Denmark and stuff like that. But then suddenly I turned in for being the light jockey to be in the spotlight. Were you like a into technology type of guy? I am such a tech guy. Yeah? Like everything with tech. Computers, cameras, drones, um, apps, everything. Yeah. Everything is what they're making life easier. I have it. Is that kind of how you approach music then? Like more technical? Um, no, not really. The, the way of uh, making my music is to making people happy, mm -hmm. uh, to feel joy. Um, I have played as a DJ for 10 years now. No. I have produced uh, three years, yeah. so the thing between me and other producers, like upcoming new producers, that I have seven years experience to what kind of music there's people are enjoying on the dance floor. Yeah. So that's what is really uh, important to me, that mm -hmm. I can like show off um, happy wipe, uh, happy uh, sound and catchy hooks and of course uh, catchy lyrics. How do you describe yourself back then growing up? Uh, a kid that couldn't say st sit still in school. Really? You were uh, always really energetic? Yeah, a lot of energetic. I was uh, doing a lot of... Um, when, when I have to learn things, I, I learn with my hands. Yeah. I don't learn with my mind. So sit oh. me down on a chair and read a book for me and stuff like that. Yeah. Nothing gonna work for me at all. Yeah. So, but if you're taking and showing me with the hands something, uh, if you have to build something, have to make some math with anything, it's everything, if you can do it, like show it to me in real things, yeah. uh, it's working, working way better for me. Then how did you learn the technology stuff? Did your dad teach you? I've always been a nerd with a computer. I played a lot of uh, computer while I was yeah. younger. Yeah. I played a lot of Battlefield, you know, shooting games and stuff like that. You were a gamer? I, I, was, I was a gamer yeah. until uh, 14 or something, but then they started boring me. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I started the DJ thing because yeah. it was more like connecting with people when you're yeah. sitting just home in your bedroom and just sitting 
playing against people. Is it people or is it bots out there? You don't know. <laughs> so yeah. I, I prefer to get out in the real life, playing the nightclubs, playing the festivals to make people feel joy. Yeah. What kind of subjects were you into in high school? Uh, I didn't took high school. Oh, you... No, I just went directly out of a, a normal school, or what you call it, preschool, uh, directly into my education as a mechanic. Oh. Yeah, so I'm at Is that really common in... No, in it more? isn't. No. People, oh. are, people are taking high school, college, and then education. But I just went from preschool directly into... Um, not, not the preschool, the normal school. How do you say it in... In English, primary school. Yeah, probably that. Yeah. Uh, so, so I went directly from from there and into uh, to the education for mechanical. Wow! And that was something that you really wanted to do, or your parents kind of wanted. To do <laughs> the that? thing, the thing was like the machinery we sold in the company was like uh, we did. Uh, we're selling the machines, mm -hmm. but I really know. I really wanted to know the know-how. Yeah. How the machine works, how the engine works, how all the hydraulic works in the machines, stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I started educating me as a mechanic, so I know the thing I was selling, I was telling the right things um, about it. That's so cool. Like, how old were you? Uh, I started at uh, 15. Well, so you already knew back then, like... Yeah. I thought I knew. Yeah, I guess. I, <laughs> I, I thought I knew. I thought my life was set. I thought I should just be a sales guy in my dad's company and take over the firm and just, yeah. like, run it for another yeah. generation and stuff like that. But um, it ain't happened. Yeah. I turned out to be a superstar DJ instead. <laughs> were yeah. you really good at sales? I can imagine you're like really good with building like relationships. I, I like to I like to talk and I like to yeah, yeah give away energy. <laughs> yeah. What kind of music did your parents play in the house when you were growing up? Uh, I have heard a lot of ABBA. Oh. I nearly know every single ABBA song. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible actually. <laughs> uh, do you think that influenced the music you make now? Nope, it doesn't. <laughs> but uh, but I but I sing along to the to the songs. So uh, it's pretty terrible because my girlfriend and I we're actually listening a lot to ABBA at the moment. So yeah. we're dancing around the room so and singing hits. to ABBA. It's it's a little weird, but it's so much fun. Did you start listening to music yourself, like seriously, or did your friend show you your own music? Uh, I actually don't know how it actually went uh, went through because. Um, it was first when I turned 15, I actually wanted to be a DJ. I've never ever been, been dreaming about being a DJ, yeah. so I didn't know what to expect. But why did you want to be a DJ? Mm, because of the lights, because of the tech. You know, you oh. can get the sound system, you can get the cool light effects, you can get like special effects and stuff like that. Yeah. That was actually the thing why it turned me into be a DJ. Yeah. And then suddenly it uh, turned out I actually, I, knew, I didn't know I loved it, but yeah. suddenly I did. But how did you even realize you liked the lights? Was it like a video that you saw online or...? No! It's just like... Uh, I don't know, it's just like all the gear you can get. You yeah. can just keep guy, uh, buying gear. Yeah. And that was actually turned me on. Like super geek, uh, super gear nerd. Yeah, but you didn't like start to go to... Con were you too young to go? Or did you already start going to a lot of concerts and seeing it No, the, thing, the thing is in Denmark, uh, you're allowed to drink when your parents allowed you. So it's a pretty cool country. Hallelujah. Uh, so uh, we start. I was think first time I was really drunk. It was like 13. This is so and uh, while I was 13, 14, every single Friday I was super drunk. Uh, but since then, I haven't not really drink. Of course, yeah. we're getting a gin and tonic and a glass of champagne if we have to celebrate something. 
but but the thing is, uh, I I was really drunk for one year yeah. when I was 14. It was not super good. Anyway, it turned out really well. Yeah. What kind <laughs> of concerts did you go to? Uh, it was more like private parties. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we just went out to uh, private parties and uh, just uh, hanging around and uh, yeah, drinking. Damn. Yeah, it's so weird, but it's so good. <laughs> so when you first started being interested in DJing, did you just buy the equipment and then teach yourself at home? Yeah. Or? My, me and my buddy, we were just, uh, we were going to school, same class. Yeah. And uh, we were <laughs> talking and we didn't know, uh, one day I asked, hey, do you want to start this mobile DJ thing so we can go around and play for parties? And so they're like, hell yeah. I just like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and then we just went home to his house, uh, his house and we went into the web and uh, I have uh, some money in my account and he has some money in his yeah. account. So we just went in the bar for like six, eight thousand dollars yeah. of equipment. We didn't know what to buy. We didn't know what was good. <laughs> and we actually came up with buying the baddest equipment you can buy. Oh my god. So we were just like screwed by, you know, the old guys have been in the business oh, many years that just want to push up the bad equipment. Yeah. And we were just like, oh, it can, it can play music, this speaker. And this actually ended up, we was buying uh, some speakers more expensive than the new price. Oh my god. And it was used. It was second hand. Oh. I was like, ah, that, that wasn't good. But uh, we, that, that's probably what I have learned so much about all the things. So yeah. I can I can come up with, let's say if I'm standing in a gig mm -hmm. and my CD player just turns out mm -hmm. and there's coming a failure on it and stuff like that. Yeah. I know how to fix it again and how to wow. get to play again. So yeah. I can get further instead of a lot of DJs just like, Bam, here your DJ gear, uh, and you have to play on that, and they don't know anything about it because they have never been yeah. tested on it, right? But I have been tested on every single DJ gear, yeah. like literally in the world, so I can play on everything. Damn. And that's, uh, I think that's a good thing to have when you are playing all around the world. Mm -hmm. Because it's not going to be the same gear every gig. Yeah. So when you were uh, 19, were you like already started with your career? Not really. I was still doing the, the mobile disco thing. Uh, I was about 20 years old and uh, then I was like saying, hey, I don't want to do this mobile DJing any, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, anymore. Uh, I just want to be a regular DJ playing at clubs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I was getting a really, really good uh, gig in the local um, club. It was a quite oh. big one. It was like 1,500. That's pretty and big. I, yeah, it was, it was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So I played every Saturday night for like two years. Yeah. But it turned into a factory work. You know, you're yeah. going into the club, 11, you're starting your set, you start playing, bam, 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 the clock is two, there's going, uh, the party's going on, you know, you just have to put pitbull on, bam, full dance floor, <laughs> something like that. So I could do it every single Saturday yeah. and it was boring me to hell. Yeah. It was so boring because it was the same over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And I can't do that. And then one day there was an artist, uh, I was playing, then the artist came on, like, uh, like I am today and then I have to play after the artist again the artist yeah. was going on stage he got uh, the fees in Denmark uh, really bad mm -hmm. but uh, he got like five times the amount I got oh, for a whole wow. night and I was just like you just played 45 minutes yeah you get five times that amount I got and you only have one song and you produced it yourself I need to try it out Right. Okay. How is that working? Because yeah. I always tried, I always wanted to, to produce my own stuff. 
and uh, we, we uh, I was thinking oh, how I'm going to do all this is by myself now I went in bought some equipment uh, start up the studio talked with some friends and uh, suddenly I have a track uh, produced but I didn't release it because it was 2015 yeah and uh, I talked to my girlfriend at that moment and mm -hmm. said hey I want to focus on the family business I want to go into that some more seriously so yeah. I'm gonna quit the DJ thing I'm gonna stop the DJ yeah. I don't want to do it anymore and two weeks after I was just like nah bleh, no maybe not <laughs> uh, so Wait, why I, did you decide to get back into it I, I it was more like one of my friends hey Martin why are you not trying to release the track yeah and it's just like yeah uh, uh, okay whatever and I released night of the night yeah I took some uh, segments to some of the big playlists and SoundCloud and YouTube oh, and so stuff like that. Oh, you knew that in general, like you were keeping track of all the blogs and Yeah, yeah, sure, so sure, sure. Uh, you you're you not didn't have doing... anyone help you back then? No, no, not at that moment. And oh. then I just released it all by myself, uh, yeah. contacted all the blogs and stuff like that. And suddenly on Spotify it had uh, 600,000 streams in two months. It was really, really crazy because no record label has helped me at all with all this stuff. Yeah. So it was, it was just a... Uh, and then I contacted like the biggest dance label in um, in Denmark and asked him, "Hey, do you, do you wanna do you wanna make a deal with me or yeah. something?" And just like, "Yeah, let's do that." And uh, we did uh, we did a record deal together, and then I released. Um, then I was making a viral video called the C, mm -hmm. uh, where I'm sampling Cristiano Ronaldo. It's, uh, yeah, you have a bunch of like. like yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what even made you think of doing like viral videos? And the thing was, in the start, I really thought it was a funny way to try to uh, create music. Mm -hmm. So when I was producing uh, C, I was expecting at that at that moment my resident DJ side, Martin Jensen. Yeah. Was was okay as a resident DJ. I had got uh, nine to ten thousand follows on Facebook. Oh, that's so pretty it, good. It, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was decent, you know. Yeah. It was, it was not like the best and it was not like the worst. It was, it was okay. Yeah. Like the biggest DJ in Denmark at the moment had like 100,000 likes. So it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then I released uh, C. Mm -hmm. uh, four days after, 100,000 likes on the video. Damn. So it's just like, bam, yeah. went viral. Uh, and, and then after it went viral, people was actually starting texting me. Mm-hmm. So it's so not like just only a rival video and you not say the fans that I've seen is just like liking it. Next one, they actually gone into my page, liked my page and, and was keeping up with what I was doing. Yeah. So I started uh, keep doing all these uh, rival things and stuff like that. And suddenly, I don't know if you remember, there was this uh, called Dog Army. Mm -hmm. Where this guy, he's pressing down a basket with a lot of uh, uh, rubber ducks. I made that into a song as well, yeah. and that was the song called Miracles. Actually, what was the idea even to make it into a song where other people doing it? Or like, where did you even come up with the idea? I have no idea, just seeing a video and I hear the sound and I think, wow, yeah. I can use that as a lead melody. And then I did another track called All I Wanna Do, mm -hmm. where I went to Toys R Us, I bought a Minion, <laughs> you know the yellow ones? Yeah, yeah. And I pressed the Minion on the stomach and it said, meh. <laughs> And that's the lead melody on, uh, on All I Wanna Do. Then I made uh, a live video on my Facebook page. I uh, said, hey guys, uh, please send me in if you have some um, ideas for, uh, for a new track I can make. Yeah. So, you know, they can send in dogs, they can send in 
whatever they wanted, right? Yeah. Uh, and and suddenly there was like thousands of stupid videos. There was dogs, uh, goats, yeah. um, chickens. I don't know. And there was this girl. She sent in the lyrics. Uh, she sent in the lyrics for solo dance. Mm -hmm. And she was singing the main chorus. And I just texted her and said, "Hey." We need to make this finish yeah. because this is so good, it's so strong. Let's make a track. And she was just like, "Oh, sure, let's do it." And I was like, "Wow, okay." We went to the studio together. We produced the track, um, solo dance. We released it, and now ten months later, it got like 340 million streams on Spotify. <laughs> so crazy! And uh, the latest track I just did now was uh, a track called "Wait." Mm -hmm. There was a Swedish team that wrote the lyrics and everything. And uh, out of nowhere, um, I was just coming up with this idea. I need to bring my fans to this track as well because all the tracks I've made, my fans have been a part of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, how should I do it? I, I didn't know, so I just need to come up with something. And I talked, spoke with my team about it, mm, discussing a little. And then, what about if we're putting the fans in the track? So we oh. made this. Uh, we made the app on. Uh, yeah, just the app. Yeah. And uh, so people could uh, make a video for themselves, uh, singing, and uh, singing the song. Yeah. Wait, the main course, and uh, we got over a thousand videos. So I started editing all the voices so I could do like the main course. So the whole main course is like, of course, with the lead singer lute, mm -hmm. and a lot of uh, my fans is actually singing on it. That's that's so cool. Like you're pretty much like a marketing guy coming up with all these ideas. <laughs> I don't know if I call it marketing, I would prefer because the thing is, I see a different way on it mm -hmm. than a lot of guys does. Because a lot of guys, my music, I'm gonna produce it, mm -hmm. you're gonna listen to it, and if you don't wanna listen to it, I don't know what I would do because I have you to listen to it. <laughs> I, I'm in like another way because I want people to listen to my music, mm -hmm. so why don't produce the music together with them? Yeah. Instead of That's like so go, cool. instead of going out and say no, you have to listen to my music because it was my style and blah 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 blah. So I'm, I'm more like, hey, let's all do a track together, mm -hmm. and and it's it worked pretty well. Yeah. So far. Did you ever think for like the viral videos that you use like random like memes and making a song? Do you think anyone you wouldn't be taken as seriously? Uh, I don't think it's a problem uh, any longer. I thought it was maybe a problem in the start, right? Uh, because the thing was for me, like when you have, but well, that's a car. Uh, when you have um, 2.6 million followers on Facebook, mm -hmm. I think people are starting getting you seriously. Like what you're doing is actually serious. Oh yeah. And uh, when you are starting playing shows all over the world, people are taking you seriously. When when, but the 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 biggest thing for me at that mm -hmm. moment it was like, okay, 2.6 million followers on Facebook. Um, 250,000 on YouTube, 150,000 on Instagram, pretty cool numbers. Yeah. But if it, it doesn't matter if people actually don't listen to your music. Yeah. So I was really, really working hard with my team to get uh, all my uh, all my followers to listen to my music on Spotify. And at the moment, right now at Spotify, we have over 600 million streams. Yeah. In two and a half year. That's so crazy. So, so that that I think is pretty good. Yeah. And and we got at the moment about eleven a eleven and a half million monthly listener. Mm hmm. Um, and I'm selling shows out in the whole world. 
Yeah. So I don't think the 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 wine yeah. have done a, a bad thing to me because we have changed it to be a funny way to people making music together. Mm-hmm. Because if I, I, I follow you, if, if it was bad produced, all the music, and it's just like cheesy music, uh, bad lyrics and stuff like that, yeah. then I see it, wow, okay, what a joke. But I'm really, 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 really working hard with all the, um, all the writers mm-hmm. that the lyrics have to be freaking catchy. Yeah. So and again, if you're going in to listen to all the tracks, the lyrics is so catching on every single one of them, and that's what I'm really struggling with every single time. Because yeah. when you're getting a position like I am at the moment, mm-hmm. you're getting a lot of offers on lyrics for a lot of artists that want yeah. to sing on your tracks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just really important for me to to deliver the best all the time. What would you say were um, are your biggest struggles so far? Uh, it has definitely been away from my daughter. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter that's uh, seven years old. Oh. Yeah, I'm 26. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's that's the hardest part of all of it. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely is. Um, but again, you need to live your dream while you can. Yeah. Uh, I I have uh, the mom to uh, to my daughter is really patient and mm-hmm. she's really really cool. So I couldn't. Have wished for more, like said, if it was a woman, she's like, no, you have to give home. No, I'm gonna take the child from you and stuff yeah. like that. She ain't that way, so it's really, really good that uh, she can, she understand what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I can, I actually bring my daughter to all my sets. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. So when I have like a, a gig close to Denmark, I'm flying her out or taking her to the gig Damn. with my mom, so she can. Uh, so my mom is uh, taking care of my daughter while I'm playing. That's so cool! Was it difficult earlier on in your career to juggle both? Yeah, it was definitely. Because when you know, this, when there ain't that many opportunities, money, in mm-hmm. the gigs, it's really expensive to take extra people on, on the trip. But now when the gigs have been better and stuff like that, it's way easier to, to take uh, your family and, and stuff with you. Yeah. yeah. How do you think you've grown as a person since when you started? I don't think this is much that have changed uh, for me personal. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm uh, from a really small city, mm-hmm. so there's so much that should happen to me before I'm gonna change. Because mm-hmm. I, where I'm raised and born, nothing happened in my life in the first 18 years. So you know it's pretty hard in your in your blood that that you don't as uh, something uh, in one day you're just going to be the biggest rock star in the world and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't like it uh, at all. I actually hate when people are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they kind of wish or Justin Bieber <laughs> or something like that. Okay, please do do your thing. But I think when, when you're still in the rise up, you have the people you're meeting the way up, you have to meet mm-hmm. them on the way down as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so it's, it's really important for me to... I also have a lot of guys that is like, can you give me a wise how I can be like you and blah, blah, blah. And, and the problem is many times when I'm trying to explain the stuff to the guys, it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, you, you can definitely be like me because if I can do it, you can do it. No problem at all. But the thing is you need to take the chance to push the weight out of the cliff because if you're just pushing it right to the cliff, you're never going to fall. Mm-hmm. And you need to fall before you can rise up again. Yeah. Yeah. So when I did this whole thing with she and all the stuff that time, uh, I had the family and all things. So it's just like I need to push this, and if it's if it's going wrong, I will land on the ground. I can rise up again. Yeah. But if it ain't going wrong, 
I'll still be falling. So at the moment I'm still falling and I've not hit the ground yet. Mm -hmm. So I, I still keep pushing harder and harder every yeah. day. For the music videos, where do you get some of your ideas? It's like really sexy actually. Is that something that you wanted to brand yourself or you didn't really think that consciously? Ah, no, okay, 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 yeah, okay, okay. Uh, that was the C music video. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, that's really terrible. <laughs> yeah, and we actually talked about it, actually begging the record label many times if we can take it down because I don't want it uh, to be that way. Because mm -hmm. like the, the music videos after for like uh, All I Wanna Do and Solo Dance mm -hmm. have been really, really, really taking such a different uh, distance from, mm -hmm. from the sex. Uh, the solo dance music video is a lot about dance. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking closer into the music video, there are no of the girls have bikini, there's no of the girls that's twerking, no of the girls is like uh, doing sexual dance move at all. Mm -hmm. Everything is so casual and and that is the way I want to to my music yeah. as, be as well. So the C music video is like a little, <laughs> but you know, it's a music video you have made. Uh, you you're gonna make things, and but you still have to be proud of what you yeah. whatever you've done. But you also need to see what have been changed. Yeah. What kind of themes um, do you have coming up for your music? The thing is, just have to be happy. Mm -hmm. I don't want sad songs. Yeah. No, don't want sad songs anymore. <laughs> isn't, Why not? That, isn't that the lyrics is going? No, I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I just, just, just the theme. I have to just be happy. Just my laugh and smile, yeah. dance, stuff like that. It's, it's the most important thing for mm -hmm. me. Last question. Yeah. What do you want to be remembered for? Um, I don't want to be remembered. I just want to be there. So my plan isn't to go off the market anytime soon mm -hmm. at all. Um so I'm I'm not thinking that way. I just mm -hmm. want to be be there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye.